Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. back we are back week three coming soon coming tonight this is the final play with mikey clutch i am your host mikey clutch as mentioned we'll preview tonight's thursday night football matchup between the pittsburgh steelers at the cleveland browns and then we'll recap week two matchups and no better way to start than right now week two matchups the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Colts 24-0. Trevor Lawrence starting to look like a number one draft pick. 49ers beat the Seahawks at, at home. Trey Lance, obviously we know, broken ankle, ankle, need surgery, out for the entire season. The Jets, as I mentioned, come back, beat the Browns down th- 13 points with a minute 55 seconds left. They come back and win. Detroit Lions Another great performance two weeks in a row. I know they fell short last week, but they beat the Washington Commanders at home. The Tampa Bay Bucks. that game was a defensive battle in the first half. Tied 3-3. Three to three. Bucks end up pulling away. Uh, we'll, we'll break down that one a little more. I felt like that game could have went. I mean, I'm, I was surprised it was as close for as long as it was after the news for Jameis Winston before a game. New York Giants moved to 2-0 in a long time, it feels like, against the Panthers. The Patriots beat the Steelers 17-14 in Pittsburgh. The Miami Dolphins and Ravens, this is probably the game of the day. Lamar Jackson played phenomenally, but was just outdueled by Tua and the Dolphins. And, you know, the, the speed kills, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, man, that offense looks scary. They win 42-38. The Falcons travel to the Rams uh, in Los Angeles. They lose 31-27. The Cowboys, this is probably a surprise game i would say this was in the debt free pick three and it was a loss the Bengals definitely didn't cover the seven point spread but they lose to the cowboys 20 to 17. the denver broncos squeak it out against the houston texans at home at that 16 to 9. questions about the head coach and russell wilson the craziest game probably the cardinals at the raiders uh they they win 29 23. kyler murray a little tease for later in the show for the clutch comeback, come, uh, clutch player of the week. And then the Chicago Bears, Sunday night football, go to Green Bay, wasn't even close, blowout, 27-10. And then moving on to the doubleheader on Monday night, the Buffalo Bills continue to show why they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl, put a shellacking on the Tennessee Titans, 41-7. to Whew, boy, that was a game. And then the Philadelphia Eagles. My favorite to obviously win the NFC East, show up, beat the Vikings who had a strong showing against Green Bay in Week 1, 24-7. That rounds out the games for Week 2. Now, there's a lot that I liked in these games. A lot that I like. We'll we'll start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. I thought this one was going to be a little closer, but it wasn't. It was uh, until the fourth quarter. It was 3-3 going into the fourth, and then obviously we saw that Mike 
Evans and Marshawn Lattimore fight both get ejected and I think that's kind of where the game turned the best corner on the field is out of the game although Mike Evans is the best receiver Tampa Bay seemed to finally get open and you take away a guy who Brady tries to lock on to you take that away and you start distributing the ball and we saw them kind of run run away with it Jameis Winston he didn't look good, and before a game, it was said that he has four fractured vertebrae in his back, and and the major ones at that. I think it was the L1 through the L4. I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me. But that's a significant injury. And you saw early on, he wasn't really throwing the ball downfield. He ended up throwing down the field later in the game, which was very interesting. But it just wasn't enough to beat the Tampa Bay defense it looked like the Saints were going to keep this streak alive against Brady. That defense was just dominant in the first half. Like I said, all the way until that fourth quarter. But Brady and the Bucks, they stay at they stay undefeated at 2-0. Then we go to the San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance, as mentioned, out for the season, broken ankle. Yeah, I think he had a torn ligament in that ankle as well. They Jimmy G gets comes on the field and it Shanahan just calls a different game and you can tell this is why I kind of thought that Lance wasn't ready and J- Jimmy is the best option for the Niners right now Shanahan is more confident I think play calling the run plays seem to work a little bit better and guys get bigger gains uh, with Jimmy G at quarterback and then again the accuracy Jimmy G. Puts the ball where it needs to be. His first drive after the injury goes down, throws a touchdown. And that, that's kind of what you want to see. And with Shanahan being able to throw the ball a little bit more with Jimmy because he trusts that he can get the ball there, that's kind of why Lance ends up getting hurt because he's got to call design run plays. He's got to call quarterback keeps and try and get Lance moving with the ball as much as possible because he's just not tuned, fine-tuned yet with that throwing motion, with that arm, and with his accuracy. Moving on to the Jets and Browns, the, one of the crazier games of the day. Like uh, Everybody's hounding and, and kind of giving it to Nick Chubb for not going down, but you have a 13-point lead under two minutes. you got to finish that game, I, I, especially against the Joe Flacco and the Jets. But credit to them. They stuck to it, score a quick touchdown, get the onside kick, score again. Uh, and Garrett Wilson, the rookie receiver, putting on a show, going over 100 yards, eight catches, two touchdowns, and, and the game winner. What a game. Uh, that one was fun to watch towards the end. I know probably in the beginning of the day you didn't have that game on, but boy, what a fourth quarter that was. 30 points in that fourth quarter combined between the two teams. The Dolphins at Ravens. Now this one. Dolphins were, are my pick to win that division. I know the Buffalo Bills are looking really good, but you know a week one matchup against the Rams when they're fully not ready, and the Rams aren't going to be the Rams this year. I mean, they played the Falcons close, and the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams. But the Ravens' defense has been struggling. That secondary, again, the injuries are just decimating that defense. And hopefully they get J.K. Dobbins back, they get Gus Edwards back soon, because when you have a 21-point lead going into the fourth quarter, you got to be able to run the ball, control the clock, and wind it down and not give the Miami Dolphins a chance to score 28 points in the fourth quarter. 
And again, that Ravens offense, I'm surprised they, they weren't able to move the ball. They only scored three points. And again, blow a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter to lose 42-38. to 38. But Tua looked great. And th this is what I saw coming with Mike McDaniel as the head coach. The play design, he's coming under Shanahan. They know how to utilize the weapons that they have. And you could see the speed is killing these teams with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I, I expect Raheem Mostert to start getting more carries than uh, Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. Because I think Mostert, he adds that speed element in the backfield as well. I, I just think Miami's going to be a very hard offense to stop. And Saturday, I'll break down the Sunday matchups and the Monday night game uh, and just kind of see where I think Miami will be against the Buffalo Bills. But a lot of good I saw in that game from Miami and Tua. I know there's some balls that he left underthrown, but I mean, he still gets the ball there. But 469 yards, six touchdowns. And that kind of outshined the performance that Lamar Jackson had. You know, he, he went over 100 yards rushing, which he had, a, I believe, a 78-yard touchdown pass to Bateman and then a 75-yard touchdown run. That, that's nuts to have two huge plays in one game by the quarterback. But they just couldn't get it done. I expect Baltimore to be fine. They'll bounce back. Uh, you're definitely seeing the, the absence of Wink Martindale. You know, the departure of him going... Uh, to New York, the Giants, and, and look at what the Giants have been able to do. They've been holding their, their opponents under 20 points, so, well, 20 or less, because I know they gave up 20 to the Titans. Which, moving on to that Titans and Bills matchup, the Titans just did not look good at all. Ryan Tannehill is probably going to be out of a job here soon. They're going to go with Malik Willis, the rookie, I'm sure, within the coming weeks if things don't trend upwards and it does look like Derrick Henry coming off that major injury last year missed most of the season about half the season last year and it just doesn't have that same motor that we're used to seeing but then again the offensive line is not as good as it used to be uh, blocking for him they just they couldn't get any push and I think majority of that was just you know why uh, Henry didn't have a, a game that we're used to seeing against especially against the Bills but the Bills defense they're really damn good. They got two really great safeties. And I expect them, obviously, to be in the playoffs and potentially be a division winner, even though I'm still sticking with Miami. Let's just see the consistency. Last year, they were up and down. They lost games that they shouldn't have lost, like Jacksonville. Uh, they they, they got to prove it to me more. They got to prove it to me more. They're, they're going up against some competition where, again, like I said, Week one, coming off the Super Bowl, first game of the season, the Buffalo Bills want to put their stamp on it and prove that they are the best team in the league by beating the defending champs. And obviously the revenge game against the Titans. And the Titans, I just they're, they're not going to be good this year. I, I predicted that as well. I, I just don't see this team being any good. They don't have a good defense. Their offense, they have barely, they have no weapons other than Henry, and that line, like I said, is not as good. So uh, the Bills should have beat them 41 to seven. But another entertaining game, Jalen Hurts, really silencing some doubters in Week Two, lead the Eagles to two and zero, and he looked almost perfect. 26 for 31, 331, 33 yards, a touchdown, and he had a a pair of rushing touchdowns himself. That running game is very elite, dangerous. They're going to be able to run on a lot of people in this league. 
And with their schedule, I believe they have ranked the easiest schedule in the league. They should make the playoffs without a doubt. Without a doubt. And they should win that division. I, I know Dallas won against the Bengals, but it's I just don't see Dallas being any good other than that defense. The defense is starting to prove a little bit to me just because Micah Parsons in, in that presence he has on the edge. But we'll break down some of those games coming on Sunday. But what I really wanted to focus on was tonight's game. I know it's probably not the sexiest matchup we want on Thursday night. I don't know why, you know, knowing the quarterback situation, why they would want to put this game. I guess, you know, you thought Deshaun Watson in a potential Kenny Pickett matchup, but this was even before all that happened in the offseason where the schedule came out. But I'm, I'm looking for the Steelers to still play pretty tough. Listen, they're going up against Jacoby Brissett on – on the other side, and Jacoby Brissett, we know, is not that great of a quarterback in this league. But on the flip side, the Browns do get to go against Mitch Trubisky, who just looked awful. Obviously, the Steeler fans being at home last week were calling for Kenny Pickett, which I don't know why they aren't starting Kenny Pickett. I know Mike Tomlin wants to take his time, ease him in, but what more do you need to see? You have a great defensive roster, even with T.J. Watt out. You have weapons galore. I know your offensive line isn't up to league average, but you got to be able to move the ball and throw it. And Kenny Pickett proved he can read defenses. He was throwing it with anticipation in the preseason. He's going get, to get it to these playmakers, which you have a bunch of them on, on the receiving in your, on your receiving court. So you have to be able to put somebody who's going to get these guys the ball and not check it down. I know he had a couple – Good throws week one against the Bengals. But, again, you have to put the best option out there, especially for Tomlin, who's never lost or had, never had a losing season in the NFL. We all know that. But I think Kenny Pickett needs to get the start. Or if Trubisky has a bad first half and they're down, let's say, 10 points, two scores, 14, you got to put Pickett in and, and just kind of get some juice and, and – See if what you have in Kenny Pickett, because at this point, with Trubisky losing games, you're, you're just kind of throwing your season out the window. When honestly, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, again with that roster, can be a wild card team, especially with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. But the Cleveland Browns, what we want to see is Nick Chubb keep running him, keep the ball out of Jacoby Brissett's hands. But you see the key of having Amari Cooper as your number one receiver. He had a phenomenal day last week against the Jets. I know it came to a loss, but really, if your defense closes out that game, we're, we're, we're talking differently about the 2-0 Cleveland Browns, but instead they're 1-1. But Amari Cooper, nine catches, 101 yards, one touchdown. He's a chain mover. He gets you the first downs when you need it. He gets open. He gets separation, and that's what you need from a number one receiver. And Jacoby is good enough to at least get him the ball when he's open but I just don't believe in, in Brissett right now but you're trying to buy time until Watson gets out of that suspension so right now Cleveland's doing a decent job they're 500 you, you hope to get Watson back in there when you're six and five uh, so you don't want to you don't want to dip below 500 and, and, and that's why last week against the Jets is going to be a key loss because the difference between 2-0 and 1-1 and and is so major when you have a backup quarterback playing right now and you're waiting for your 
starting quarterback to get off suspension. I mean, if you're 2-0, and then you have room to lose some tougher games, which are probably coming up on their schedule. And you got Pittsburgh tonight. You're at home, but Pittsburgh is a good road dog. We saw it against the Cincinnati Bengals week one. You just got to be able to run the ball. And Pittsburgh, I like Najee Harris, but he needs to stop trying to cut the ball so cut on the field so much. He's over here shuffling his feet. He's not getting downhill. And you can see in his yards per carry, he, he's not doing that well. I know a lot of that has to do with that offensive line, but it was very frustrating watching that uh, the Patriots game last week. Najee Harris is trying to juke defenders when they're eight yards off of them. Just keep running downhill and get, get the yards. Don't try and break every single play when you don't need to. But back to the Cleveland Browns schedule. They got the Steelers tonight. They're at Atlanta. That could be a potential another win. But then you're home against the Chargers, home against the Patriots, at the Ravens, versus the Bengals, at Miami, at Buffalo, and then you finish it up home at Tampa or at home versus Tampa before Watson comes back that next week at the Texans so you're looking if this is why that Jets game is so crucial to come out with that win because you could you could have potentially started off 4-0 and only had having to win two more games to be viable I mean still even if you won one more game you you go five and six before Watson comes back that would have put you up in a, in a better position to make a wild card when when he comes back. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a tough loss looking back on it if they miss the playoffs by a game, and that's a tough stretch of games. You got one, two, three, four, five, six playoff teams in that stretch from you know now or actually well seven if you're including the Steelers that made the playoffs last year in this next coming stretch of games before you get Watson back at the Texans. So, that, that yeah, like I said, that's going to be a key contributor uh, from them about that. But tonight's game, I'm probably going to pick the Steelers with the points at least. Uh, Cleveland still should win this game. I just I think Jacoby at this point is better than Trubisky. Trubisky is a career backup. But if things this game can change, if Kenny Pickett ends up on the field tonight, I expect the Steelers to end up winning it. If they're down, like I said, two scores by half, or if they're down a score by the time he comes in in the third or fourth quarter, I think Pittsburgh could squeak this one out. So that's who I'm going to take tonight for that. And finishing up, week two clutch player of the week. We're going to give it to Kyler Murray. Phenomenal. Probably the craziest two-point conversion I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it on sports, you know, the sports media uh, on TV and them talking about it on radio or any podcast you listen to. 22 seconds, next-gen stats clocked, or no, I'm sorry, next-gen stats, sorry, eight, 89, 86 yards he ran on that two-point conversion and with 20-second play, uh, he was running around there and then he finally ran it in and then we saw Arizona get the ball, score, uh, give it, score again. AJ Green gets that two-point conversion, and then overtime, the fumble on Renfro returned for a touchdown, and Arizona wins in OT with that touchdown, and that's ball game. So they're one and one. Everybody in the NFC West is now one and one. I expect that to be a fun division to watch, but that's gonna do it for the final play with Mikey Clutch. We'll be back. Saturday, 
I'm going to preview some of these matchups on Sunday and Monday. We'll get the debt-free pick three in there. We'll recap tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, with Pittsburgh at Cleveland. And we'll, we'll get you all set for week three to be underway for the weekend games, at least, and Monday night. And then next week, we're, we're going to have a London game next week, but um, in due time. We'll, we'll, we'll get you all that information. But as for today, that's going to do it. Again, I'm Mikey Clutch with the final play, and enjoy the game tonight. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports. It's a way of life.